0: This is the message she left me. Elaine, I am going to find you. If not in your office, then in the Xerox room, or the small conference room next to the kitchen, or the kitchen! I mean, she must have a blueprint of the building or something.
1: Did you tell Peterman about this?
0: Well, I tried, but he thought it was some sort of a cat fight. Cat fight? (laughs) Okay, why? Why do guys do this? What is so appealing to men about a cat fight? Yeah, yeah, cat fight! Because men think if women are grabbing and clawing at each other, there's a chance they might somehow kiss. The scotch on the rocks,
1: please. Any scotch will do. It's not a blend, of course. A uh, single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glen Gow, Any Glen.
0: I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. A shaken, not stuff.
2: So welcome, uh, zero listeners, which uh, I guess I shouldn't say that because someone should be listening other than uh, me (laughs) and my uh, co-host, Josh. I am uh, Mike, and uh, this is Sober Cinema. We are attempting to be the very late uh, takes on movies. Uh, So these, these reviews are coming in far too late or far too early, depending on how you feel about what you're about to listen to. March 3rd of this year, 2017, when... Uh, a little indie spirit film uh, about a bearded man named Logan came out, and then the uh, American sensation of Catfight, uh, starring uh, America's former sweetheart Anne hache But to do that, somehow we got a guest, uh, Jesse Lorne of the blog Search to Find You, was kind enough, decent enough person to uh, put up with us and not really know what she was getting into just yet. So maybe that's why you're here. But Jesse, I thank you regardless.
0: Well, it's a fun experiment. Thanks so much for having me, guys.
2: So tell our uh, listeners a little bit about uh, yourself, you know, where they can interact with you and uh, maybe some of your interests, uh, be it film, books, TV, uh, just just anything that is going to give us a little bit of a, uh, a slant so, Josh or I know which way you're going to side and we can suck up to you during the conversation <laughs> on which film you prefer.
0: Sounds great. Well, Mike and Josh, I have all three of those interests, books, movies, TV, interest in nice. normal um <laughs> Other than that, I live in Ohio, and I'm a total cinephile. I'm a huge movie buff, and you can follow me on Twitter at search to find you if you feel like talking movies or TVs or books or any other interest.
2: Yes, follow her. Don't follow us just yet until we get our sea legs at Sober Cinema, but we're going to try to do that now. And uh, Josh, I've you know i talked too much. This is the Mike Denniston Power Hour so far. So uh, <laughs> why don't you talk about your uh, good friend Logan
1: a little bit? Well, I'd like to think that you talking too much was a new thing, but it's not. So uh, that's valid. I'm on record. It's <laughs> talking too much. Yeah, yeah. So let's uh, let's go into Logan. Um, as you said, it, it released early, earlier this year, 2017. Uh, directed by James Mangold, starring Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, and Daphne King. Uh Just a little synopsis off of IMDb. In the near future, a weary Logan cares for an illing Professor X somewhere on the Mexican border. However, Logan's attempts to hide from the world and his legacy are upended when a young mutant arrives pursued by dark forces. Uh, According to Rotten Tomatoes, uh, this movie has a 93% rating fresh, and it mustered up a, a meager $226 million at the box office. So... This movie was pretty high, you know, pretty highly regarded and and had the attention of the the mainstream. I do believe it, it, it did pretty well, uh, especially for an early of the year release. Um, so, Michael, hand it back off to you. Uh, now, obviously, uh, off off mic, um, I had seen this movie in theaters and. Spoiler alert. I enjoyed it pretty good. And uh, you uh, you just didn't watch it. <laughs> you didn't go and watch it. So. It was a little
2: difficult when it came to getting around to Logan because you did mm-hmm. attempt to get me to watch it a few times. And I said, I'll get to it. And uh, yeah, it's uh, its now late August and I i got to it. I'm a man of my word. So yeah, clearly I was excited to see Logan because I, w- I waited the six months to get around to it. but. Um to be fair, same for Catfight. I I had not seen this one either. So I I'm not coming into this episode uh playing the hipster card, uh saying this is the one that people definitely should have paid attention to and not Logan. Uh but I was aware of both. Um I have to say I was probably a little bit more excited for Catfight just on the premise. And that that's based solely on I've seen some Wolverine movies before and yeah, I mean even if this was a better one. Um I, I was intrigued by the poster of Catfight, which, um, is Anne Hache, uh, rocking a pretty, uh, sweet chokehold, uh, God. and two, two bloodied women. But this is a film. It's interesting. You know, you bring up the box office gross because I was like, okay, how do I, what do I counter here? What, what did this, this film make? And, uh, box office mojo, rotten tomatoes and, uh, Wikipedia. Nothing. They don't have anything to report because this one released in very limited, apparently theatrical on March 3rd. And uh, VOD. So maybe that's why it's not reporting uh, what the Sandra O and H uh, battle uh, grossed, but it is a very short and sweet synopsis. It is the rivalry between two former college friends uh, comes to a head when they both attend the same glamorous event. And I have to say, having seen the film, that's, there's like two misleading statements already in that synopsis. So <laughs> I don't even know if the people at IMDb uh, had seen the film. Uh, but i'm i'm looking forward to this cuz you know the premise of this podcast is we're going to look at something that was accepted well regarded and is well known and then something that kind of got lost in the shuffle so uh i think this is definitely one of those things it has a 73% on rotten tomatoes uh which is decent um 42% audience score uh not so good so even worse than that only 845 user ratings so not cracked a thousand so Certainly, this podcast is going to be the one to do it over the top (laughs) for catfight. So uh, I want to toss it to our our guest here because as Josh just alluded to, he tried to get me to see Logan, so he was very enthusiastic when that uh, came out. And I am not doing my job of fighting for the little independent film. Ignore that as well. Uh, So Jesse, (laughs) had you had you seen uh, either one of these uh, before uh, watching them for this podcast?
0: I had not, and I was really excited to be asked to watch both of them, because Logan, I had absolutely zero interest in seeing. Didn't care about it, wasn't going to watch it, like, ever. Even though my mom was like, oh my gosh, Hugh Jackman's so dreamy, you've got to see it. (laughs) Um,
2: Sounds like a cool lady. Hugh Jackman is so dreamy. I like that.
0: She's a pretty cool lady. Um, But Catfight, I'm obsessive and weird so i go on imdb and just double take through all the new trailers that come out just about every week and i remember seeing the one for catfight and i marked it for a film i wanted to see and because of my area this you know it wasn't released nearby at all so it just kind of passed me by so when you asked to watch catfight like logan meh sure i'll watch it it's something i wouldn't usually so it's kind of fun to get that you know um different experience with a film that you wouldn't see voluntarily. Uh, but cat I was really excited to see.
2: Okay. So Josh, we, we've found, I think we found the, the good foil. I'm the way it's sounding. I'm not doing my job, but Jesse is. So I'm going to say goodnight. I'm gonna let her co-host the show. She's got the indie spirit here.
0: <laughs> Night Mike.
2: Yeah, that, I mean, that's what everybody <laughs> wants to hear anyway. Um, so that my next question is, did, uh, Catfight hold up to your hype? And then we'll see if, uh, you know, Logan has held up to the hype for, for Josh as well.
0: You know, I really liked Catfight a lot. Um, it reminded me there's this little indie movie called lovely and amazing. Have either of you guys seen it?
2: No, I have not. Okay, I, I, I hate wanna... answering this question that I have not, but I'm pretty sure I own a copy of it that I've bought. <laughs> One of the main oh, things so I like, bu- bought
0: it with like the intention to watch it eventually. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty
2: sure I bought it at a used bookstore and it sits on my shelf. I'm, so yeah, that's that's probably worse than just saying no. I've not seen it.
0: You know, it's not anything to like. I don't know, scream about. But I would highly recommend giving it a watch. Really good performances, really interesting story, uh, a few really fantastic key st- key scenes that stick with you. Um, but that's really what it reminded me of is it was just kind of a an interesting story that's not too interesting, told well but not flashy, and I really dug it. I enjoyed the uh commentary the social commentary and the message messages behind it uh Sandra Oh I just always love her she's fantastic and everything and Anne Heche I was excited to be impressed by I've not really I think the (laughs) most that I really saw of her was I was an avid Ally McBeal watcher and she was Mm -hmm. on that for like a season maybe
2: that was like Um, one of the most polite that like sweet backhanded compliments. I was excited to finally be like impressed by her. Like
0: (laughs) I was, I mean, she was cool and Allie McBeal, but she was also playing a really over the top Tourette's like patient. So, you know, how are you going to mess that up? Really? Anyway, uh, she was good. She impressed me. Um, she was really easy to hate and that's necessary for sure. Um, yeah, good pacing, well-told story, great mix of reality and absurdity. I definitely enjoyed it.
2: I don't know how I felt about the, uh, The two characters being so easy to hate. I I mean, I do think it it sort of absolves you of caring too much when they physically harm each other. Which happens, even (laughs) though I saw the poster and I I see both Sandro and and H bloodied, uh, I don't know if I expected it. I I thought this was something we're going to build towards. I I thought it was something that uh, was like one of those those movies. uh, Josh, I think you've seen this one uh, called uh, Changing Lanes with Ben Affleck and... Sam Jackson. Yeah. It's about a, just a mm, car yeah. accident. And it's somehow these two <clears> people keep bumping into each other, these strangers, and they keep escalating this feud and what they do to each other. And, uh, this one, I mean, it's a horrible pun, but I mean, it does not pull any punches as far as it just like goes from something so <laughs> snippy to like immediately Sandra is just like punching Anne Haitian in the face. And some of that is because, you know, they set up that she sort of drinks a bit too much and that they, that's why I said, I'm DB is kind of lying. Uh, I don't really know if I'd call them former college friends. I think they were aware of each other in college, but, you know, this is – it doesn't seem like it was that tight of a bond. And if it was, it was severed in a pretty um, dramatic fashion, very the, very quickly pulled off by by Sandra O, oh, who had to end that friendship. Are you
0: in New York? Yep. Oh, I had no idea. I've never seen you. Um, so where are you, um, Bushwick? Oh. Bushwick, of course. Uh, we have a, an apartment in, in um, Soho, and a, and a, a little place in the Hamptons. Mm. Mm. Cool. Mm. Oh my God, this is so crazy. This is this is my husband's party. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's over there with his uh, you know big shot you know, business partner, and they're like uh, going to close a, a really big um, account. Oh, cool. Cool. Which one is he? Uh, he's, um, oh, see those two guys by the couch? Yeah. <laughs> he's a tall, handsome one. For real? Mm-hmm. Wow. I thought those guys were gay. They were acting so gay. He's like, gay, 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 gay. Why would you think that? No, nothing. I'm kidding. I don't, I'm, he's great. He's so lovely. Yeah, my husband's not gay. No, no I know, son. I We know. have a beautiful son. We don't, I know. Yeah. I don't so. get I know. I honestly, I was, it was a joke. He's really handsome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, uh, what about you? Are you are you married? <laughs> oh no! Wait. No. Yes, you're right. Because you're gay, right? Yeah, you remembered, huh? Mm-hmm. Of course, I remembered.
2: I, I, it, was, it's, it is so broad that it took me a bit to get into. I mean, it, it's I, very broad. I, I it's set up kind of like a joke. To where it's like, you know, this the the same thing keeps happening. It's almost like the one of those this person walks into a bar type scenarios in the ridiculousness of it. Uh by the end of it, I had come around to it because I'm like, oh, okay, this is just kind of the tone of the film. But uh, I would say for about the first 30, 40 minutes, I don't know if I'd found it funny or just it was it was just sort of grimace inducing to see these, these women just go at each other. But that's also, you know, watching Logan. Um, You know, to be fair, I didn't really have share that that same pain when I saw heads being ripped off. I was just like, mm-hmm, "Yep, this is this is what happens." And then, part of the <laughs> course, yeah, they got claws. So I mean, it's it's very different as far as expectations of of violence and what we consider a real world. Because I, I think you make a good point, Jesse, that cat fight with its sort of the ridiculous social commentary is already so over the top. And actually, Logan, strangely, is the more grounded one as far as, far as how people oh, really? approach each other, so that was weird. So I did not expect that when I watched these two. But uh, before I, I go on too much, Josh, I wanted you to, you know, you you initially responded strongly to Logan, and then it, it got a lot of great critical praise, which is different from most X Men movies. Rewatching it for this podcast, did it hold up for you after that that initial? High that
1: you were coming off of back in March. Yeah, this was my second time watching it, so you know I'd watched it originally in the theaters and then rewatched it uh, for this show, and uh, I was surprised at how well it held up for me. It's it's odd because <laughs> you know it's kind of hard to take comic comic book movies too seriously. Uh, there, there's a few out there, you know. I think, me and you both hold the Christopher Nolan uh, Batman yep. series pretty high highly in regards and. Uh there there's there's some other ones that, you know, they hit some high notes, but most of the time they're just kind of fun movies or not good. <laughs> but also a very is, polite th- way to put it. Just not good. Yeah. 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 But uh I, I would say this has been the closest to uh as I mentioned, how high I held the uh, Christopher Nolan uh Dark Knight series. Uh this has probably been the closest I've come to that with any of the Marvel Fox movies whatsoever um and it's really odd because you have x-men origins you have the wolverine and uh you know that first wolverine movie was pretty much just flat out terrible and the wolverine was just very mediocre it's very dry and, It it's just yeah forgettable in that way yeah yeah so <clears throat> it was it was really nice to come into this movie and it be what it was because it doesn't even really feel like a comic book movie. I mean, you have characters that have powers and that's, that's about the only thing that makes it a comic book movie because, uh, the, the pacing, the story, the visuals all together. Um, I mean, there's, there's some, uh, you know, they, they touch notes on the movie Shane within the movie, you know, of course, I think that was kind of, uh, in, this movie was a little inspired by that. Of course, it was based upon the, uh, the, the comic Old Man Logan, but... I have a question there. Do you like...
2: like, do you, Would you prefer that that just remain an inspiration, or do you like when they are that direct uh, tipping the hat to something as far as, like, this is kind of what we want to base our, our film around? I mean, it's, Logan's not the first to, to do that. I mean, other films have, have
1: brought that I, sort of text into their world. I think it's a balancing act. I think some movies can probably... Tip that hat a little too far. I think this one did it well, though. I mean, it's just a reference within the movie, of course. Um, and you have the, the X-Men
2: comics as well. I mean, they themselves yeah. are mm-hmm. are entertainment in that that
1: world, which I, I liked. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a fun that was a fun thing to do. Uh, but the, you know, it's it's a movie that it, it didn't dive uh, overly far into the fantastical, the the you know, the superpowers and stuff. It was more based upon character. It was more based upon, um, it was more personal. It wasn't a large scale saving the world comic book movie. It was just the story of, you know, Logan and this, this little girl, Laura, and of course, Charles Xavier, who we know from all the X-Men movies. Uh, it was just a really nice balance because we bring with it all the history from those other movies, but it's much more personal. And, uh, it's also like its own small, thing. Small, small
2: like, I mean, I think yeah, some, yeah. Of that, some of that reference is needed, but I was thinking as I was watching it, I was like, I, I probably could have watched this as its own thing. And I might may have actually preferred it that way, which, I mean, they can't fix that now. They can't go back and just erase those movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's definitely a, a sign of the times that they're now comfortable doing an R-rated Wolverine movie which and at times is excessively uh, violent. Uh, there, there's one sequence in particular I like, which I, I have to say, I don't know if the action necessarily blew me away, but it was when it was so matter of fact, like uh, in Vegas where somehow uh, Professor X is having some sort of seizure and it's sort of freezing mm-hmm. everyone around, that Wolverine, even though he's killing armed men, they're unable to defend themselves in that particular moment. And he's just mowing them down. He's just slaughtering them. Yeah, yeah. I, I greatly appreciate that. I, I like, yeah. I like, I don't like to see fair fights on film. And that is my <laughs> ultimate problem with cat fight, I think. That is yeah, too, apparently. <laughs> it's too balanced <laughs> because these these women take turns <laughs> winning fights. And, uh, I don't know. Well, th- th- that brings something in mind, Jesse, like, we often don't get to see women on screen really going at each other like this. Like, even when we see female action heroes, it's always with a degree of grace. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm trying to think. This is like, dirty. Yeah. Um, like the more re- like Atomic Blonde with Charlie Theron, I think is the closest I've seen to a mainstream action movie where they just allow her to get beat up. Like she doesn't mm-hmm. remain like Jennifer Garner, alias pretty, uh, throughout, uh, nothing against that show, which I liked. Um, did, did you like that they allow these fights to go on to the, the excess that they do that it's, it's these women taking turns beating the piss out of each other for uh, like extended fight sequences.
0: Uh, I appreciated it for the cathartic absurdity that it was, but Hmm. I am not so much a fan of the violence. (laughs) So it's like, when it's necessary, it's necessary. You know, in Logan it was necessary, albeit kind of over the top and overkill. Um, But with Catbite, it's like, oh god, just make it stop. Like, please (laughs) stop stop it. (laughs) But what I love about that is that I think that you're supposed to feel that way so that you just kind of like sit and stare in horror as you would like a car accident that you're driving by. Like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God, please make it stop. Please have everybody be okay. It's okay. Eventually this will stop. And I'm pretty sure that that's a motivation in both of the characters at one point or another, like just make this stop, make this not be a thing anymore. Oh, well now I'm waking up from the coma and now you've ruined my life. Now I'm going to come after you. And it just keeps going. And In a way, the monotony of that ridiculousness uh, allows all the other moments of um, humanity to breathe really well. Uh, So, wrapping up to your original question, I did not enjoy it, but I do believe that it served a purpose.
2: I I think, yeah, I mean, I'm on similar ground there as far as initially. I mean, I I like the briskness with, with which the first fight sort of ends i mean because they're it's it's a tightly contained little area in this little stairwell so uh it can't go on now there's like the the middle fight where it's in like an alleyway where they have a little room and they start picking up like pipes and boards and then there's uh, an oh God, accidental the block the accidental <laughs> yeah. use of the cinder block which is getting uh. into almost three stooges like territory which i i think I don't think the film's totally inconsistent. I mean, I, it, when you introduce the news guy who brings on, like, the, the farting spectacular. The farting guy. At the end of the show, you're like, okay, so this is going to be kind of a weird little movie. Like, this is the world they live in. And, you know, terrorism is uh, solved in the span of two years and all these sort of ridiculous notions. Um <laughs> I I mean, I, it reminded me of a movie with Elizabeth Moss, which was far better and much more serious. Uh, Queen of Earth, which is also about oh. – uh, a friendship between two women that has begun to fracture, and it's strangely similar in that that film also features that one features a flashback, uh, but it shows the shoe being on the other foot for the, both of them. One being more successful, less successful, and how it kind of you know develops between the two, and how they neither one of them can really stand to be the one who's on the lower rung there. Uh, but that one was that one was far more intense, and this one, I do think, by the end of the film, you're you're kind of wanting to wash your hands of them. Maybe like you're like mm-hmm. the woman looking out the window. Like you're just like, look, look at this nonsense. Like there's a reason I've moved away from these types of people because no matter what happens, no matter what they lose there, there's some sort of addiction to rage here. And Josh that's something you and I've kind of spoke about. Like if you just sort of glance at social media or just get on like, especially the, the news media, how they market that it is something where you eventually just want to just shut it out And seeing two characters who refuse to shut it out and find reasons to devolve into that. That's, that's really where I came around to the movie. I can't say I enjoyed it all the way throughout, but when you get to the, that third fight, I was like, all right, let's just, this is how it should be. That's just these two people. This is the only way they can exist.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, No,
0: you're fine. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) uh, I I think that is kind of the, the situation with this movie is that it's Deeply political, and I don't mean it as in like I don't think it has an agenda. Uh, I think actually, you can probably say that uh, you know Sandra Oh's character is probably more of the symbolic conservative Republican, and and Hesh is kind of symbolic of the liberal Democrat. And I think the the movie is kind of just making a commentary on kind of like what you said the the rage culture of. <laughs> How we're always going to be at each other's throats, basically. Um, politically speaking, I, I just feel like the the political tone of the movie was really what it was pushing, uh, especially with ha- like you said the 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 news show how it kept uh, referencing the the war on terror and and making uh, comments on that. Uh, I, I don't feel like this is so much like um uh, just a story about. Personal vendettas as much as like it's more. It's more broad in that sense. It's it's more of a, a commentary on, I think our political climate and like you said, the almost like a rage culture type thing.
2: Well, we don't we don't know enough about either character really to have them fully fleshed out to care that mm-hmm. much about them. I mean, one of them is oh. uh, the the extreme pretentious artist with Anne Heche who, I mean, you can you can say she's standing up for her art. But she's also extremely dismissive of any other art but hers. Like you you have this uh, apprentice assistant character who's doing the opposite, who wants to make positive, happy bunnies, blue bunnies in this case. (laughs) Uh, And there's a funny sequence where Anne Heche won't even allow her red sort of graphic art, which is is meant to sort of symbolize like violence uh, or intensity, have even blue wrapping or a blue sticker, I believe, on the – Yeah, it's a label. a, A label. It's even worse. Um. And then of course Sandra Oh, you know, is someone that is so out of touch with the world. Like even though she feels like she's a very caring mother, like she's like she comes in, she you know she's accused of like tucking her almost grown son into bed. She's extremely dismissive about anything that's unique about him or personal. Mm-hmm. Like his artwork is just like, All right. why are you doing that? Why are you wasting your time? Like you know, as long as you study finance. So yeah, they're very broad characters, and I I think it's meant to make the violence okay for us because if, if there's anything where you kind of felt anything for these characters if we knew too much about them uh I, I think people would check out the fighting but they're definitely setting them up to to tear each other down and to have us somewhat enjoy that i guess even though i, I feel bad jesse says she was she's was ready for that be over so um i always hate <laughs> when i prepare a movie for guests we're like i'm glad that was let's just get through this so um just the I, fights.
0: The just rest the fights. of the movie was okay. awesome.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh I had the opposite reaction with Logan and that I it, it's a little bit of a sit. I mean it's about 220. I think it's what's coming out 215. Yeah. yeah. Um I could have stood for a little less talking. Uh, you know A little less talking from certain characters and more talking from uh this this girl Laura that is is really the the, the she's the the chase object for all these characters and
1: that Some of actress the,
2: was amazing well some way. of the some of the scenes that she actually has when she starts to have a dialogue with hugh jackman i really liked i, I liked this sort of i liked the uh this uh, road comedy between this strange buddy comedy between a, a grown man with with claws and this very young girl with claws uh who <laughs> don't much care for each other i don't know how you got me here but
1: uh
0: thank you yeah.
1: you can talk you can talk. What the fuck. Why why the fuck? What, what's all this bullshit been for the last 2,000 fucking miles? Shut the fuck up! Delaila.
0: De Who, who's that? Victor. Who is that? Jonah, Who is that?
2: Delaila. What? <laughs> North Dakota Por favor No, por favor
1: Please Please. Okay Your nurse She read too many stories You understand? Too many stories
2: (laughs) I've seen it I've
1: seen it Okay, this all here, none of this, no, no though. okay, you understand me? This Eden does not exist, no, no, it's a fantasy, okay, see that? Those are the names of the people who just made this, (laughs) they made this whole thing up, okay? This whole, it happened once and they just turned it into a big fucking lie. That's all (inaudible) this is, no. (laughs) No. I oh, no, I understand. Aquí, this, is, this is a long way. You understand? I am not taking you to North Dakota. I am fucked up. And I cannot get you there. It is a two-day drive, and I am not taking you.
0: Don't you hit me! Don't hit me!
1: Jonah, Gideon...
2: Stop, saying
1: those names. I Rector, Stop saying Jonah I oh, right
2: I like when they start engaging more and don't have the buffer of Professor X I really did not like Professor X here like I kind of like the concept of what they do with his powers like, and there's a character who mentions, you know, a guy who has that powerful of a brain, what happens when any form of dementia sets in? And I'm like, well, that's kind of mm-hmm. interesting to think about, but I yeah. could not wait for him to stop being the middleman between the two and stop arranging weird family play dates with Logan, which I'm just like, <laughs> there's, there's one poor family they meet that just want to have horses on and farm. And you're like, well, they're going to die. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Chuck. Uh,
0: <laughs> Appreciate and that. Eric LaSalle too. The second he popped up, I'm like, no, don't kill him. Is this an <laughs> is this an
2: ER spectacular? Was Sandra O oh on was she on ER? Or was that Grey's Anatomy? No,
0: that's Grey's Anatomy. Oh, okay, I'm it's so fine. upset that I know that. But yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm glad that I was confused. Uh, I I've kept my street cred then with, with not knowing Grey's anatomy, but yeah, Eric Lasalle've not seen him in a long while. I didn't mm-hmm. even realize that. Yeah, I hate it even more now. I hate Professor X, Josh, so.
1: Down <laughs> with Logan. <laughs> I I'm kinda of surprised to hear you say that. Uh I mean, I, I, because of my hatred of children,
2: you, you you thought I would I wouldn't want more of a.
1: No, no, I just I, I thought some of the banter of uh, that, you know, Patrick Stewart brought to some of the because he was. Uh, dealing with the dimension stuff, some of his actions being more childlike. You know, the the fighting, taking the medicine, and like I mean, he's certainly not still Is what but, we expect from Press yeah. X. It's right. di- it's different. It's different from his you know earlier incarnations of the character. So I thought that was kind of interesting and fun and, and, and different. But I, I I know what you mean though. As far as like he's kind of in the way of letting Logan and Laura kind of develop their relationship. Yeah, that, that's a hold up, and I get that. That that. Uh that would have been not if that could have been developed a little bit earlier in the film. But it was really good because I, I I have to admit, and maybe it's because I just had like a one-year-old daughter in the house with me, but I got a little misty-eyed at the end. Uh, Daphne Keene, you know, saying daddy. Uh, it was uh, pretty touching. I thought, I mean, I thought I it was going to be the, the
2: Shane a... speech. I thought that would be well, just over the top. No, nah, that didn't really do it for me. <laughs> that, i mean that was okay but. i'm declaring you un-american right now with that statement <laughs> what about jesse did you get misty eyed i'm not gonna admit to any of that um, unless i i'm just gonna say i cried during cat fight and then people will just <laughs> give me weird responses but uh any any did I, they, the, most, cat
0: fight. Oh, really? I cried during everything
2: <laughs> <laughs> i would be impressed if you found something although you know there are dead children in cat fight which i did find yeah, there sure are. um I, I you know some of the stuff that happens is uh, maybe is because it's such a broad comedy you just kind of roll with it but if you sit back and think uh yeah both of these women losing a child uh mm-hmm. these fights have legitimate consequences and I didn't necessarily expect that either I was expecting you know I when I see the poster I'm expecting this is something that Will Ferrell could be in that it's like that you know when it's two people who shouldn't be fighting or we wouldn't expect to uh come down to violence so quickly. Uh but for it to be two two women with, with families uh that they seem to care about and losing that, losing everything. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I managed to find it amusing at the end. That's it is kinda weird how they balance that.
1: I think that's my biggest complaint with the film, uh, is that I disliked the characters so much that I really didn't have anything invested in them. And I, and I think that was probably for the sake of um making it more symbolic i guess you know and they're playing ideas more than they are actual people. right 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 but there was nothing for me to latch on to like these characters i mean because in in an ideal world there would have been something there wouldn't something humanitarian about both of them that way you would have kind of clung to like oh well i want to see these people you know work it out you know come to terms and, and figure it out but really i mean just strictly speaking based upon what we've seen in the movie, it's like, I don't like either one of them and I don't really care who hurts who. <laughs> it's just like, okay, uh, you know, do what you're going to do to one another. Uh,
2: well, one of the, uh, the thoughts I had with, with Logan and it's, it's sort of a trope of action movies is, you know, the, there, there is sort of an interesting viewpoint, a counterpoint. Uh, it's kind of like the, the Liam Neeson thing with taken with me, uh, except with mutants. It's like, who are these people and why do they keep, why do they keep, Fucking with mutants. Like, what? Like, it never ends well. (laughs) Just let them live in, was it North Dakota? Let them cross the border, get them out of our hair. Let them go. I I did think, like, that's something that I don't know if these films have ever appropriately tackled. And I guess the best way they handled it was giving this sort of father daughter relationship with Logan. They did personalize it in that way. Uh, But you you talk about not caring at all. I mean, the, the villains here are just they're just there's just meat to be carved up like they're just yep. there they're, and i i don't know for, for the x-men comics to always be seen as sort of like the the most political of their time and dealing with uh, race relations and and even right. modernizing like the uh lgbt uh, like sort of situation now like for a lot of young people really gravitate towards those characters i've never felt like the movie's ever make the villains that extremely, uh, nuanced, even Magneto, I think is probably the closest they try to do, but he's, he's nothing like the, the comics. So, uh, I'll toss yeah. it back to Jesse. I mean, do you ever, do you ever have an issue watching like an action movie in this case, Logan, where, you know, you're just, you're seeing <laughs> armed dudes with guns, uh, coming in to be chopped up or slaughtered by our, our lead hero.
0: I mean, it's a big reason why I don't watch those kinds of movies. <laughs> Uh, Except when I ask you to, apparently. (laughs) Except for when you ask me. Well, no, I've been wanting to watch like a guy ish movie for a while. You know, every once in a while, uh, one will fit into my repertoire. Like, uh, Baby Driver was pretty male centered, and I really enjoyed that. But that's Edgar Wright, so he gets to pass on like everything. Um,
2: According to the internet, yes, that's true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Unless he pulls a Joss Whedon. Uh oh, well, let's move on. Um, But no.
2: I know you're referring to Age of Ultron. Please let me Age of Ultron. That's, that's where I jumped off. I was like, oh, dude, what are you, what are you doing? But um, oh, yeah, man. anyway, Lo, Logan, oh. yes, the, the the slaughter and death that is presented for Sorry to yeah. interrupt.
0: No, moment of silence. And we're <laughs> beyond. Um, no, I just think, you no, know, it's just so unnecessary. I feel like a point can be gotten across without so much senseless, desensitizing violence. And, that's not me coming from a point of view as a woman or a mother, but it's just like, you know what? It was boring after a while. It's like, okay, if I see one more claw, I'll go through one more skull, I'm maybe going <laughs> to pause and make a thing of popcorn to like liven up my evening. Um, so yeah, a lot I, I of didn't claws think in that the violence. Too.
2: Yeah. That's... Lots
0: of claws. I mean, for I, sure, I
2: thought it was, somewhat clever what they were setting up in a post you know hugh jackman world about you know new mutants and that they're going to try to especially with like the success of deadpool they're going to kind of go that way Uh, oh yeah i did that and it wasn't until the very end like when some of them actually start helping i was like cool let's see just from a visual perspective let's just see some other shit let's see some other powers and that happens fairly late in the game but it's like it's a cool reveal but it's like some of the stuff that's happening is so it's just different than claws that I kind of wish we would, we'd seen a little bit more, uh, which if it's a, it's a setup that's understandable for, for new films and new characters. But yeah, some of those kids, you know, uh, you know, Josh, I want to see, I want to see the, the, the Rufio of this group. I want to see him and the lost <laughs> boys and all that. You what? know, how much of a big
1: fan. I'm of so Rufio. glad you said
0: that. <laughs> Me too, obviously. <laughs>
1: the same day we hoisting, uh, Hugh Jackman up. I was like the lost boys. Yeah. I was like, this yeah. is, like, <laughs> 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 uh, very reminiscent of that. But uh, no, I agree. Uh I think I think there was something maybe a little bit cathartic about like you know, Wolverine was always problematic. He had claws and you knew he was dicing people up, but in the X Men movies, PG thirteen, they never really could show the reality of that. And it looks like he punches a, people in the gut really hard and then yeah, they fall down. Yeah. And and I'm not a <laughs> I'm not a gore person. I don't. I don't need to see violent, gory things to be pleased or anything. But there, it can almost take you out of it, though, if it's not uh, realistic to the reality of that film, you know. And so it was kind of nice seeing, like, okay, yeah, that's actually what it would look like when Wolverine unleashes. Is uh, it's it's violent, you know. And so it was nice to see that reality. But I agree with you all. It became a little redundant, you know. We, we got a whole lot of that <laughs> over and over and over.
0: Well, and, and, uh, uh, oh, sorry. No, 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 Um, go ahead. Josh, you're talking about, you know, yeah, that's what it would look like. That is one thing that struck me so much about this specific film is that all the effects were either naturally done or manipulated to look as real and natural as possible. Mm
1: -hmm. So I didn't
0: feel like I was just watching this big fat CGI fest, which is one of my least favorite things in the world.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: But so, yeah, I was extremely impressed in just the effects. Um, so yeah, with, with the action happening there, it's like, yeah, sure. It's a little redundant, but it looks great. So, mm-hmm. I mean, at least you're looking at something fantastic.
2: Yeah. well, Especially yeah. if you're trying to, uh, pay homage to, you know, the, the Western genre or sort of more, more classic, uh, film character characterizations about this, you know, the cowboy or the, the lone guy, the gun in the Valley is how they sort of reference, uh, Wolverine facing off against mm-hmm. all the other guns. Um, I think I think if you have moments where you know Wolverine is uh like one of the other uh films walking away from a, like an exploding helicopter or something and all that it's you know it, you suddenly start to dilute that western vibe uh, the simplicity there. I think there's a reason you know that they 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 have the horses in play and like an attack on these like innocent farmers you know just trying to make a living. Uh, mm-hmm. All that stuff I I appreciate. Uh, even the Vegas stuff being thrown in, like coming from the desert briefly for like, you know, sort of a, a modern experience. Uh, but the, the problem with road movies is, as Jason said, you eventually get desensitized where it's like, you feel like you've kind of been on the journey. And if it's a lot of claws, I, I don't know, I, but I, I do th- I think they were trying to get their bang for their buck because it's like, okay, this is our like last ride with Hugh Jackman. Let's give him like the true R rated Wolverine experience. Yeah, uh, But it was a bit much. And, you know, my, my interest did kind of wane a little bit, much like it waned whenever there was a, a farting person on television in Catfight, where I was like, oh, that's good.
0: Yep, absolutely. Wolverine
2: and Claws is the same as farting on screen for me, apparently. That's the one-to-one comparison I'm making, Josh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, uh, can we talk super quickly about how impressive Stephen Merchant was? Like, yeah. I was really, really impressed with him. He was born
2: to be a mutant, uh, an X-Men Clearly. character. He was... Yeah, I, I just enjoyed him. I actually... I, that was one character that I, ca- I cared very much about where I was like, I don't like this. I don't like how this guy's being treated. I wanted him, I wanted him more so than professor Xavier to be part of the, the, the road crew, the, the posse that Wolverine had. Uh, but yeah, his voice and just, I don't know that, that character, I really liked him. I mean, he's in there very briefly with Wolverine, but it was good casting.
0: Yeah. And, and to fully answer your question from, from before, that's when I cried. Like I cried in both movies and the first uh, Logan was when Caliban died.
2: Hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, he
0: just beware of the light, throws the thing. I'm like, oh, you're self sacrificing, that. Ugh. Like, I just <laughs> loved it. And of course, tears. And then Eric LaSalle dies right afterwards. I'm like, what are you doing to me? Come on, Mangold.
2: <laughs> I don't think ever watching like any of his work with like uh, Ricky Gervais, that, that podcast or animated series, I ever imagined him being on screen sacrificing himself with grenades. Uh, to save uh, Dreamy Hugh Jackman, never would have put <laughs> dreamy, that together.
0: Dreamy Hugh Jackman, <laughs> uh, no, not at all. And that's—I just thought he did a really phenomenal job. I did not know he had that in him at all.
2: Josh, I think uh, this—you know—we need to get to the the, the ultimate premise here um, of if this <laughs> sure. had lived up to the hype. Because I—I I, I mean, we just got on—we stumbled onto it with your point about Stephen March. I just never, never even considered that. So that—that's an oddball. That's a curve for me, but. Uh, I'll just start off. I don't think that Logan, for me, probably did not based on what I was hearing from the initial reviews, which was, was talking, was talking about it kind of in that Christopher Nolan Dark Knight vibe. And it's not to say that I don't, you know, I understand where they're coming from to a certain extent because it's kind of like you finally got some semblance of that for like an Mm X-Men movie. Uh, but to to what you said, they, they, they're still kind of tied down to some of the, the previous, uh, concepts. I mean, you still have Professor X and stuff in there. So for me, it doesn't, it doesn't truly break feet because it's trying to have the best of both worlds. Um, but I understand why it was a success. I don't think this is something that anyone would look back on with particular embarrassment. Like, I can't believe I like that movie or what were people thinking. <laughs> right, um, right. and I, you know, with it being, I, th- I think it's a fairly honorable way for Hugh Jackman to kind of ride out into the sunset as that character, which, doesn't really happen often. In these movies you usually just have like an Andrew Garfield thing where it's like, oh, well, let's just start this over again. And those, yeah, yeah. those <laughs> characters in those stories still exist unfinished. And I don't know. It's just, it's just a weird change in the guard. It's, it's actually pretty amazing to know that Hugh Jackman at his age is still at this point, almost 20 years later, still playing Wolverine and looks better mm-hmm. than ever that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I understand it, but it, it personally probably was not, I was not as high on it as, as most. And I'm assuming, uh, yourself, so I- I'm gonna say Logan is a huge failure because it does not appeal to ah. me <laughs> exactly as it appealed to everyone else. That's how the internet mm. works when you're doing
1: film criticism. Um, yeah,
2: I've got this down.
1: You're uh you're a firm member of uh, film Twitter. It sounds like.
2: Well, I probably should tweet more, but I'm, you know, I am the J.D. Salinger of film Twitter. I will very Mm. briefly be a smart ass and then retreat back for seven more years. (laughs) That's probably the most arrogant thing I've ever said.
0: Yeah, for sure. That is impressive.
2: I'm going to have to figure out how to top that. Well done. Uh, Jesse, what about yourself? Did Logan, did it live up to the sort of glowing reviews and the the mainstream success that it had uh, financially?
0: Pushing aside the fact that it's not a movie that I typically like. It's very technically achieved. It's well acted. It looks beautiful. It's well paced. I would say it does. Um, I'm not sure if I liked it better than The Dark Knight. Um, So comparing the two because they're, you know, just the comic book.
2: Like the gold uh, standard kind of. yeah
0: Right. Like, (laughs) um, I, I would probably... Uh, I would probably put it at just below The Dark Knight, um, which is saying something. The Dark Knight is fantastic. Uh, So I think it's pretty good. It probably does uh, live up to the hype. And just a little uh, footnote there. I, however, did not like it as a consumer. (laughs) But that's just me. (laughs) That's just me.
2: Josh, you're you're I Logan am here. i not so yeah. No, you're you're better. You're better than that. Uh, that guy's <laughs> overrated. Uh, no, <laughs> Josh, you're you're outgunned here. You're Logan. You're outmanned, and I,
1: you know, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I think I've been fairly positive on it for most of this episode, so I don't have a lot more to say. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I understand there's a lot of uh, love hate with the comic book movie world, and I stand by the fact that this is. Uh, this is a better showing for that genre <laughs> than your standard. That's very true. And, and, uh, as somebody who still enjoys those other movies, I, I, it made me enjoy this one even more because of that. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, you know, any, anytime we can kind of stray away from the saving the world top story and it be a little bit more of a personal experience, and, you know, the heroics are more personally, uh, investigated by by the the characters i i love that that that, that's much more what i enjoy so i i still love this film after my second viewing it it held up um it's not a perfect film it's not the uh it's not the best comic book movie out there but you you could do a lot worse and i I think that the love that it got is well deserved i i I don't think it was over hot by any means here's my
2: follow-up where i attack you would catfight be considered a lot worse than Logan since it's you know for this podcast it's the forgotten film it's the one that came out the same day and was you know relatively ignored compared to the massive success of Logan uh
1: a lot i don't think it's fair to say that it's a lot worse now i probably have more problems with that film just because of some of the choices it made but i appreciate that film though i i, I appreciate what they were going for and the tone that it struck. Uh I do think it's a shame that it didn't get more attention than what it got. Uh I, I think it's I think it's deserving of <laughs> of being seen by more people. But uh no at the end of the day I would be very comfortable saying that I, I think Logan is the better movie myself, personally.
2: Jesse, do you think uh Catfight will find an audience on uh Netflix uh currently as of this recording it can be seen there.
0: No. the the podcast
2: editor in my head is like all right that's where the music plays like just just that pause and then no
0: no um (laughs) i don't i don't think it's gonna find much of an audience but i also think it's because of the level of satire it exudes Hmm. um you know similarly if we're putting the two films together i'm actually gonna say kind of the opposite of what i said to logan in that it was great it was problematic. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it for everybody. Logan is technically achieved and better. But footnote, as a consumer, I really dug Catfight and will probably try to own a copy eventually and make everyone that I know watch it.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I, I don't know if I would. Um, I think there are very particular people that would be really high on this film. Uh, so I mean that's you know that's not really gonna be shocking that Logan probably has more uh general appeal um catfight I don't know if i would I would watch it again though uh it's an uncomfortable set, and sometimes there are some of those films I really like. This is not necessarily one of them that I do only watch once and I'm like, okay, that's an experience I don't wanna have uh again but i i I have a little optimism that it it can get into that cult-like status where there'll be some people that like claim this as one of their like favorite films that they discover of a particular audience. Because I, th- I do think it's unique. Uh You know, as I was watching it, I did wish it was a little bit more like, you know, I wanted the Sandra Oh character be her character from sideways. And I would yes. rather, I would rather it be her uh, punching soap opera actors uh, in the face yes. with her helmet all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like th- there is a limit to how much I guess I'm, you know, I want to be made uncomfortable by entertainment. And so some of this stuff, I I think this fits the, fits the bill where something like sideways, uh, you know, I'm reveling in her attack, um, (laughs) here, not so much reveling there, but I I also don't think cat fight is very misleading. You know, with its marketing materials, I think it's saying, okay, this is what we're presenting to this is what you're going to get. So the people that stick around through the, the first fight and the first coma, that's a weird thing to say about a movie, the first coma that we come to, Um, the first one, yeah. I think if they're enjoying it at that point, I, I think they're going to be very satisfied with it. So uh, I, there's a pretty good you know, reason and thought process on why this was a straight to VOD because I think that's that's where you're going to find the audiences that are kind of looking for something different on Netflix or whatever, and, and they're going to find it with Catfight. So uh, it's one of the things where I think Logan is probably a bigger success than I would have expected from the 700th X-Men movie. Um, and this is a bigger success than I would have thought given the first 20 minutes of the movie. Cause I was, I was like, I was really sweating. I'm like, Oh, what have I gotten Josh and Jesse into with this one? Like I need, I need to screen these movies better, but, uh, they, they both have very different names. So, which is good for this podcast. Any final thoughts? Are we good? I just think uh, you're both good. wrong.
1: Okay. Oh, that's, that's a good final thought. <laughs> no, no, I think, no, I, I, I think we, uh, I think we all are kind of, e- even though we have varying opinions on maybe which one was better or whatnot, I, I think we have similar opinions of, of both films. So, Completely. conversation. Yeah. I said like, i am I end the show with uh, Jesse just saying
2: no? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a good way to go. I'll do it again. Mm-hmm. No. All right. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for having me, guys.
2: And thank you for listening to our pilot episode of Sober Cinema. I think I caught all of the now erroneous time details uh, to celebrate, I guess, the one-year anniversary of Logan and Catfight. Now, we would also celebrate you following us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sober Cinema. We will be back very shortly with some new episodes. Not celebrating the anniversary of Hook. This is As Far As I Go. This clip, playing right now.